Hey everyone, Vicky McLeod here. Welcome back to the podcast. This time around, I am talking to Alex Hipwell. Not only is she a champion bodybuilder, ex-professional dancer and global Nike master trainer, Alex is also a mindset coach. She lets us in on some of the secrets that go into helping elite athletes reach their goals, how you can show up for yourself and what to do when you're feeling nervous before the next open workout. There's a lot to learn, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Alex Hipwell to the Europe is Coming podcast. I am so stoked, which I think is the correct word to use for this, to have you on. Thank you for spending time with me this morning. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, really. I'm so happy that I've got you on because, well, you're an inspiration to a lot of people. You are a Nike master coach. Is that how I describe you? Yes, you can actually pop global coach in. Oh, sorry, Bird, sorry. Global Nike Master Coach. You are an absolute powerhouse of inspiration for so many people on, online and also in person. And you are also, and I completely understand why, you are also a mindset coach, a performance coach for some of the best athletes in the world. And I'm really happy to have you on the show. Shall we start with how you got into CrossFit? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about that. I still class myself a little bit as a newbie, but I think um, I I was bodybuilding at the time and um, I moved quite fast. Uh, you know, I, I placed quite well in the bodybuilding scene early on in my career, um, but I noticed, you know, for me to, to kind of excel or to reach my goal, which was to step on the stage of the Arnold Classic, um, I needed to to beef up a little bit. And of course, you know, I'm going to be completely transparent. And I, I was approached straight away when, when um, you know, some of the bodybuilding athletes or coaches knew that I was going to step on stage in the Arnold's and they said, all right, well, you know, what are you going to take? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? And they said, well, you know, no, no one is natural up there if you, if you want to compete in the, in the top five, you know. And I was like, that was just a challenge thrown straight in my face. So, um, you know, I was going to go up there and, and just do my best. And uh, I started to notice the CrossFit females. And I just love this thickness of muscle and, you know, this voluptuous body. And I thought, how do they do that? What are they doing that I'm not doing? So I, um, I, uh, actually took my female fitness retreat in Majorca to CrossFit Majorca uh, to just trial it. So my first CrossFit session was with Yanis uh, and Rob at CrossFit Majorca. Starting at the deep end, girl. <laughs> I know, right? And um, it was absolutely awful. I have a photograph of it. And uh, first of all, it was an assault bike with running uh, which I thought I've never wanted to vomit so much in my life. Then came the second one was Rob with burpee box jump overs and thrusters. Uh-huh. So um, <laughs> anyway, the goal was to thicken up my my back, uh, my shoulders, and of course my legs. I didn't do any overhead snatching or anything like this. 
I just joined CrossFit after CrossFit Mallorca. I went and joined a box and started doing three days a week and absolutely fell in love. Hence, after I reached my goal, which was going to uh, the world championships in the German team was my goal. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, took that track suit off, packed it away and got a full-time membership at CrossFit and never looked back. So how many years have you been doing it for? Uh, I started in 2008, end of 2018. Um, so just over three years. Wow. You cut. Yeah, you are so strong and uh, I love watching you move as well. When you come on holiday from Berlin or come to do your retreats in Mallorca, I love watching you move a barbell. You, you, you put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> there's, a lot of pas- there's a lot of passion going down there for sure. Did you find anything difficult when you were starting CrossFit? What about the gymnastics? Oh, my God. And, you know, it's funny because I was a professional dancer, so I have a good connection to my body. Um but the the skill was not too bad because you know when a coach said to me for example you know I learned all all my most of my things I learned with Rob like bar muscle up you know all of those types of things I always learned when I was there and he would just cue me in the sense that I could connect his words straight away to my body and I think that comes from my dance background but of course when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of CrossFit, which is high volume, you know, gymnastics, you might be able to do one bar muscle up, but can you do, you know, 30 thrusters into 20 bar muscle ups into 20 handstand push ups and then walk on your hands? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's where I still continue to struggle today um, is the high volume gymnastics. So the actual singular movements of things I can do, but as soon as it comes down to this high volume, uh, that's definitely something that I feel in CrossFit you will forever continue to learn. You are um, a coach as well now, a personal trainer and a coach for a lot of people online. You try, you have the A team. Is that a, does that have a CrossFit background as well? Does that mostly CrossFit, a CrossFit related, or do you incorporate bodybuilding into the training as well? Well, funny that you bring that up. I'm actually rebranding uh, and moving from the A team and moving where where something sets my soul on fire and I'm rebranding to lifting women. So it's online coaching, but it'll be all women. Oh, perfect. I'm excited. Me too. Um, Very, very excited to help women train with their physiology, uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yes, it's a mixture of CrossFit and bodybuilding. So um, I have women in the gym going to a normal gym in a performance manner. I also have women just going to the gym twice a week to do full body uh, with some conditioning and then I have hobby CrossFit athletes like very very you know from your or your scaled movements really working on those um, up into your everyday type of athlete and um, when it comes to performance athletes you cannot take on as a coach too many so you know for example my mindset I only have four girls I work with and I will not take any more for the season um, but the hobby athletes and the everyday athlete, they're people that you can, you know, the community that I have or the women that I train, um, it's not a big community to me because, um, you know, connection is a, is a big value of mine. So I need to, to stay connected to them. But bodybuilding and CrossFit and functional training is what my online coaching is. What do you think is the special source that you bring to 
your training to your coaching? What is the thing that you feel sets you apart? Anyone can write a program and anyone can write a nutrition plan. When someone calls me, it's because what they're doing doesn't work. It's because they feel like they're drowning. And a lot of the time they'll be connected to me because they feel heard. And they will nod when they read something that I wrote because it comes from something that I've experienced and I know how you feel. And it's not about I want to lose weight and I want to, um, you know, and I don't want to look a particular way. The question is what really matters? Why did you really call me deep down and be vulnerable with me? So allowing them to feel that they can trust me enough to say, Alex, I want to have sex with the lights on. (laughs) And that is a value. Mm, So finding mm. out with me what your top three values are. For example, you want to have sex with the lights on? That's confidence. And your byproduct is going to be your body because you show up for yourself with fitness and nutrition. Therefore, when you start to believe that, you know, you can achieve something or you start to honor your body through movement and and nutrition, of course, the byproduct is to look a particular way, right? Therefore, you turn those damn lights on and you, you know, own your magic when you're having sex. Um, And that for me is highlighting for that particular person that your value is confidence. And that's why you came to me Mm, because mm. you know that by eating well and training will give you a body that you feel confident in. And I believe that sets me apart from other coaches and also knowing what I know and knowing what I don't know and being okay with saying to somebody, I can't take you any further, but maybe another coach can. Have you been through your own personal journey to find confidence and to find this positivity that you exude constantly or is it something that um you you have to still work on yes i continue to create the woman i am today um and i have to admit that it's it took a long time for me to set boundaries and honor them you know i think my private life for example i my my professional life I have boundaries, I honour them, I walk into a room and you know exactly where you stand with me. My private life, uh, uh, excuse me, what, who's the woman? <laughs> you know, it's like sliding <laughs> doors. What just happened? Uh-oh. And that's something that I continue to work on because it's very, very important for me that emotional health um, that I set boundaries in my private life as well and, and honour those Because, you know, that's knowing your self-worth and saying, okay, if that person does not show up for me the way that I want them to, then it is my decision if they stay or if they go. I don't wait anymore to see that a red flag, how red a red flag can get, Mm -hmm. you know, or you see red flags and you're like, oh, it's a circus and you kind of are attracted to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's all of those things, but, you know, there's no right time. And I think you have to go through these experiences. And do you know what? I am so grateful to all of those experiences because it makes me the woman I am today. It helps me create lifting women and it helps me 
my purpose, and I'm reminded of my purpose, Vic, every single time I break down or I don't honour my boundary and I'm like, you know what, your purpose is to remind other women or coach other women to never feel or experience what you're experiencing. Not never because that's how you grow, but to be able to give them the tools to be aware of those situations and maybe not wait too long that it hurts and breaks you to the point that you are shattered Um, because that's what we don't want. We can learn from things and maybe experience things, but when you're completely shattered, um, you know, it's very hard to kind of pick yourself back up again. And, And I am reminded of, you know, more so today that I, I protect my purpose and my purpose will definitely protect me. Um, and that is to, to help and guide other women to, to become the CEO of their life. Mm. How, I mean, I've got to ask you, how do you find your purpose then? Because that sounds exciting. <laughs> how do so the individual figure it out? I love that you say that you don't find it. You already have it. I think so many people, Uh, ask me, you know, how do I know what my purpose is? It's already there. You feel it. A purpose is from experience. A purpose that you have, I know, like in in, in a short story, I stayed in a relationship that was um, absolutely shredding me to pieces. It was unhealthy. Um, But that was my choice. I chose to stay there. It wasn't the other person's fault. What they do is none of my freaking business. It's none of my business, but I choose to stay in a situation that is breaking me apart. Mm. If I choose to stay there, then that's on me. But in those moments, you don't know that because you think you stay there for children or you stay there because you've put so much effort into it. No, if that is not serving you and it's not taking you where you want to go, you need to get out of that. But sometimes taking that step is really hard. And I felt that I had my feet stuck in concrete and I couldn't get out. And I had no one to help me. I felt like, you know, how do I ask for help? Oh, my God, I can't tell someone what I'm going through. And later on learning that that's the biggest strength that I have is asking for help. You know, I have coaches all around me now. I have, you know, succeeded by reaching my greatest goals by having coaches around me. Asking for help is a strength. You don't have to do everything on your own. It's not, you know, how do I do this? It's who do I get to help me do this? And that's how mm. you grow. And um, every time I got to this same position, every single time I went, I do not want another woman to feel what I'm feeling right now or what I just felt. And that is my purpose. And that sets my soul on fire. And I will do everything and anything to help that one woman with everything that I've experienced. And that's how you know. And, and your purpose is in you. You just have to listen. And we're so busy these days with social media and and filling up that goddamn calendar so that it's full. Make white Mm -hmm. space. Make enough white space in your calendar that you can listen to your inner wisdom and know what you really want to do, not what other people are doing online. My my inner space, my inner my inner calendar, my inner wisdom is telling me I want to have a massage this afternoon, for example. You know, <laughs> it's not your purpose. <laughs> yeah, Vic, look at you. I mean, what do you love to do, and what brings value? I just wrote it in my Instagram today, and it's on my post that's on the wall. One, what are your values? Two, what are your goals? 
Three, what do you love? Four, what is most important to you? And five, what has the biggest impact? On what? Me or the world? On the world, from what you do. Hmm. Okay. And the thing well, I'll, is, I'll get, don't, back to you. I'll, I'll get back to you. We just don't own our magic because, you know, like I wrote this today. It's so funny we bring this up. You watch a toddler walk past a reflection in a window. I saw it the other day. She twirled that dress and went back and looked at herself in the window and was like, girl, look at you. And her mum was like, come on, hurry up. And she was absolutely loving herself sick in this reflection. What happened to us that we now walk past as an adult and one, don't want the people that we're with to see us look at ourselves in our reflection so we kind of make it a secret or the moment we look in our reflection, we move straight to judgment. Own your magic. Own it. If you're good at something, get better at it. Your photography and what you bring there and your energy and your passion and that brings value. Mm. Mm. I'm going to walk past a lot of mirrors today and twirl some twirling. Right, pull your skirt out a little bit and just, oh, she held her dress out. She twirled and flicked her hair and whoop, walked up to the window really close. And I was like, <laughs> what happened to us? That's a beautiful story. What is it that you, um, I know this, I know the answer to this question, but for the benefit of the listener, let's talk about the difference in coaching women to coaching guys. Whoa. Emotion. Mm. We mm. overthink. We are so run on emotions and we think everyone can read our mind. We are not direct enough. We are not clear with our wants and our needs. And we have a cycle that is so beautifully powerful and we do not know how to work with it. And we constantly try to work against it and it will never serve you. So the moment that you accept the fact that people do not read your mind, and that you need to be clear and direct with your wants and your needs without fear of the other person, worrying too much about what someone else thinks of you. It is none of your business what someone else thinks of you. Mm -hmm. None of your business. Mm -hmm. If you do not like that, it is not your right to change them. It is your right to walk away. Don't sit in something that you don't like and it doesn't take you where you want to go. Yes, compromise. Yes, marriage. All of that I understand. But as a woman, we overthink everything. It's a projection. You don't know if it's real. You are getting upset over something that you just projected to be real. Maybe because you're in a high hormone phase. The, the question of the cycle and the question of um like the different phases that you you speak a lot about on your instagram is something that is still a mystery to a lot of women isn't it i mean it and i think that i mean i think we could do a whole a whole episode just on that but today i want to talk about um 
mindset and how you coach women to get to the best to do to bring out the best in their performance and maybe you could explain to me how you first found that you had the skill to do that I have always had a skill of of talking with people because they come to me and my father has it as well and I noticed it at an early age um and it wasn't until, and I enjoy it. I think also because I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I'm very okay with saying, I'm not sure. Or, um, you know, just know, knowing where I fit in, but also knowing who I connect with. And just because a client or someone comes to me doesn't mean I'm going to be your coach. We need to talk. You need to listen to my voice. Do I resonate with you? And do you feel that we connect? Because I need to know if I connect with you as well. So I was always okay with those things. And it wasn't about having a whole, you know, amount of clients. And it was one particular athlete who started the whole mindset thing. Uh, Katarina, she has big goals. And she came and stayed with me in Berlin just very randomly. We didn't know each other very well. Um, she'd been following me for a very long time online and apparently I inspired her a lot and she stayed here and uh, we talked uh, quite quite privately and she left and then she contacted me and said um, will you coach me mindset and I was like what she's like yeah I know she's like I've got a big goal Alex and I want to go to the I want to go to the games and I need to build my team so I said okay well let's try it and I jumped in and it was incredible. And I slipped into this role and it just flowed. And, you know, I created my own system that worked, seemed to work with her. And we, we, um, we started the process quite regularly and I started to notice different things with her and, and her goals and so forth. Um, and that quickly kind of rippled. She pr promoted it a little bit online. And then came the next athlete, which was, you know, um, almost made me kind of choke a little bit, uh, which was Jacqueline. Um, you know, having this incredible athlete that everybody looks up to. And you think, oh, my God, she, she needs my help. Like, how? Like, look where she is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's in that's where it reminded me and I'm like yes to be the best that you want to be you need to build a team around you know what you know and know what you don't know it's not how do I get there it's who do I get to help me get there and when she said to me um coach me I want to be better every day I want to be better than I was yesterday and that sentence just gave me goosebumps and I was standing in the ocean with her and I looked at her and I was like, let's do this. Let's mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. No imposter syndrome, nothing. It just felt right. Um, and I, yeah, and, and then I noticed it's, it's a big role to take on. But it's incredible. It's, it's very, very rewarding as a coach. Um, and I continue to learn from them as they do from me. And I, you know, was very transparent up the front and I said, you know, I will take you as far as I can 
and I will let you know when, when that journey ends. But right now we're on a wave uh, and it gets windy sometimes and it gets rough. Um, but uh, I am so grateful to, to be a part of these girls' journey as a mindset coach. It is beyond anything I could have ever wished for. Well, I mean, how do you, often do you speak to them? How do how do you um, organize your coaching? Do you have like a weekly session? What do you cover? Okay, how does it work? So, um, of course, every woman is different, uh, which is normal. Um, every woman is very, very different, and when when it comes into the season, which is, for example, now, so they have their open coming up, then they have their quarterfinals, semifinals, and of course, for some of them, uh, the games, and. <clears throat> depending where they are in their journey uh, and in their career, will depend on what we're going to focus on. So for some of them who are really aiming at the games and it's very realistic this year, this season, then, of course, um, you know, each qualifying is going to be have a diff- different impact. Therefore, we approach it either with a calm mindset or an aggressive mindset the, the calls become weekly the closer we get to the, uh, to the season. Um, last season, of course, was my first time with, with all of them. And I learned a lot from that because when we went into off season, we kind of pulled away from each other and that was a massive no go, you know, Mm. from learning from that, we're going to do bi-weekly calls going into the next off season. So, you know, this is very, very important. Off season is almost probably more important than when you're in, because when you're in, you're ready. Mm. when you're in you're in your you know Mm. I get them to have their blinkers on a basic session looks like uh, just a nice chat at the beginning we have a call we start talking sometimes it can be triggered from uh, something that's coming up so a bit of anxiety a bit of stress a bit of nerves um, maybe something's happening that that they kind of feel a bit overwhelmed with therefore being you know like talking to anybody it feels good feeling safe in an environment that you can talk and just get everything out. Maybe it has nothing to do with your mindset, but if it's in there and you feel blocked, then you can't focus. So I teach them to be able to just communicate. Um, They do a lot of journaling. The journaling that we have is very structured. So um, it's not just about journaling. It's when you journal, are you evening or morning? What do you write? And what is the first sentence in your journal? This is super important with us. I'm not going to go oh, yeah. deep into that because that's a bit of a, a lifting women. Um, the secret, secret sauce. sauce. I like a bit of spice. Um, <laughs> it's very, very important. I have them on a rigid kind of uh, journaling. This is really important. Um, the cycle comes into their mindset because how you speak to yourself matters. And a lot of the time an athlete, especially a female athlete, will catch themselves like, oh, my God, how negative am I to myself once I bring it up to them and make them aware of it? So a lot of self-talk. I teach them a lot of body language, uh, so body talk, how you approach the bar. Are you going to be calm mindset or are you aggressive mindset? So we start to play around with how you lift best. Again, this plays a role in where you are in your cycle. And... You know, high hormone is completely different uh, to low hormone to your emotions and so forth. But in a particular workout and how they approach a workout, 
um, needs to be very, very visual. So we do a lot of visualization. I teach them how to do all of this. A bit of secret sauce is having an anchor. So before you approach a lift, I teach them the lifting women anchor. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is also a bit of secret sauce, but I'll talk a little bit about it. Okay. And it's about a visualization okay. that you have in your head that is a place of power for you. For example, for me, is sitting in Mallorca in Dea on the beach on a rock. It's, it's almost like I'm naked. It's a space where there is no one else and where the ocean literally infuses me with power or reminds me of my own. So, and then you need some sort of body talk to connect your anchor. Maybe it's just rubbing your fingers. Maybe it's, you know, twirling your hair. So you start to learn to connect the two. Then you execute your left. So it's bringing yourself back to your center, um, getting rid of distractions. It just depends on what direction this particular athlete is and where they're going. Um, I get them to notice their highlight, but also be very aware of their failure in the week. So talking about failures for them becomes a positive thing. Okay, so what did you, what did you fail at this week? Rather than, oh, I don't know. I failed at this. Okay, how can we be better? How can we approach it in a different manner? Like really, you know, acknowledging that you failed this week and your biggest growth and your greatest teachers are your failures. So we have to talk about what did I fail at that at this week? Did I repeat it again? And how can That's, I show up for myself? Guys, super positive. I mean, it's so true. It's so true. The biggest lessons I've ever learned have been when I've been fucking up royally. So, you know, it's it's having the courage to see the failure as something that is not. It's not. No, but yeah, exactly. And saying, okay, am I in the stupid circle? Do I keep making the same mistake over and over again? So, what can we do, and where can we implement a change here so that I show up differently next time? Mm. How bad? Do you really mm. want it? Very bad. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, going into the open. What is your advice for um, everybody out there who's maybe a bit nervous about doing the open or anxious or even excited? I mean, it is today that we find out this uh, the the first workout. So, what would you say to somebody out there? Okay, Just general, general advice. advice: you're going to be nervous. Okay, so acknowledge that feeling. Don't, don't, you're going to be nervous. It's, it's going to happen. And if you feel scared and maybe a bit of panic, um, just know that it is exactly the same chemical reaction, exactly the same chemical reaction in your body as being excited, but you just connect it to being nervous mm. or being scared. There is nothing mm. to be scared of because nothing bad is going to happen. And you're going to do your best. Know that when you're in the middle of the workout, it's probably going to hurt a little bit. That pain cave is going to kick in. And if you tell yourself, I knew you were coming or I could feel that, then it's no surprise. Um, self-talk is going to be very important for, you, for the open. Be realistic with your goals. Uh, listen to your coaches when it comes to pacing. Don't get excited in the beginning. 
Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> we all go into the open with either, oh, I'm not going to be serious about it or, you know, I just want to do it for fun or whatever it is for you. Use this time. Use this time to set a little goal for yourself and see how you feel. And it's three weeks and it's a lot of fun. Um, and be aware of how you speak to yourself and how you mentally go into that particular open workout. Don't, don't throw it away and ignore it. Be mindful and go, okay, how do I feel now? Mm. How do I feel? Why am I feeling this? Mm. Um, acknowledge those feelings. They're all feelings and they're powerful. Don't block them. And then after you've done it, how do you feel? This is really important. And how do you want to approach the next one? Whoa. Powerful stuff. Okay, Alex, I'm going to I'm going to wind up there because I want to talk to you on on more frequent, okay, more often. I think that you're terrific and I hope that we can have more regular interviews with you because I think the things that you have to say it's like I'm, I feel like I'm having an energy oh, infusion. That's great. You know, I'd love to, to talk about different topics and maybe, you know, maybe the community or the listeners have something. I think when it comes to women and training, performance around your cycle, um, you can touch on so many different topics there as well. And I think that's, it is a very untouched area. But mm. look, my mindset athletes, the four mm. girls I'm working with this this season um, has so much to do with their cycle. Literally the first sentence is where are you in your cycle before we even start the conversation because how I approach them and how I speak to them, it, it matters it matters if they are high hormone. It matters if they're ovulating. It matters if they've got their period. Like, you know, I know when I can push and I know when I need to just listen. I think we should go deep on a, on an interview with that. Yeah. That Good luck really to everyone when this podcast comes out. Be kind to yourself, um, but don't underestimate how freaking awesome you are. Go for it. Well, thank you, Alex. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. What shall we talk about next time? Send me your comments on Insta. And whilst you're there, please share the link to the pod with your friends. Every share helps. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.